probably not surprising, but worth reflection. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I have an interesting paper on which we should all reflect. I've mentioned many times on this podcast that I use resources that summarise latest papers as a way to quickly screen for interesting new bits of work. The abstracts of urgent care that Ivan Coe puts together in the Journal of Urgent Care Medicine is one such resource, and the research review put together by Associate Professor Jim Reed is another. It is the latter that drew my attention to this paper, and for that, as always, I thank the research review team. So the paper is from the British Journal of General Practice, published in August of this year, and authored by Alexandra Hodgkinson et al. It's titled Association of Strong Opioids and Antibiotic Prescribing with GP Burnout, a Retrospective Cross-Sectional Study. It is currently open access and is linked in the show notes, so I would encourage you all to read this through. Before I go on to talk about what this study found, I want to first acknowledge that healthcare systems, seemingly around the world, but certainly here in New Zealand, are under a significant strain at the moment. There are many reasons why, but this is not the place to start talking about all of these specific reasons. Suffice it to say that our clinics are experiencing high volumes of increasingly sick patients, with saturated hospitals and patients reporting weeks to see their GP. And all this with a reduced workforce struggling to maintain their own health, let alone that of their patients. So I understand that a paper like this might cause the reflexive response, yeah, and, and I get this. But I think the reason a paper like this is important to consider and reflect upon is that CPD and self-reflection are within our own personal control and are things that we can have agency over. Solutions to overarching health system issues from funding, systems, staffing and so on are all things on which we can have an opinion with many of you also actively engaging in the conversations and the work that is looking to address these issues. I have no doubt we can all expend huge amounts of emotional energy considering the problems and the solutions, but when push comes to shove, we are all individual clinicians, and on the coalface, it really does come down to that moment when a patient is in front of you, looking for you to offer care and compassion and hopefully an answer to their urgent medical issue. I therefore think it is important that we stop and narrow the focus onto ourselves as individual clinicians at times like this. So what was this paper all about? 
Well, they performed a retrospective cross-sectional study. It took data from a Royal College of GP research centre in Oxford on strong opioids and antibiotic prescribing, and it linked this data to a GP wellbeing survey. It ran from December of 2019 to April of 2020. The study found that there were higher rates of strong opioid and antibiotic prescribing in GPs with burnout symptoms, higher job dissatisfaction, those working longer hours, and those serving more deprived parts of the country. In their conclusion, they reference a growing body of work out there that shows that doctors who are burnt out or who do not enjoy their job provide poorer patient care. And so this study adds to that data. They do highlight some limitations, not least the fact that it took place during the initial COVID pandemic outbreak, and these limitations are important to consider. But I think we can all reflect on this with some degree of acknowledgement that when we're busy, or when we're tired, or when we're not up for an argument, our prescribing habits can change. If you have a full waiting room, how much easier is it to prescribe the antibiotic that the parent wants and expects for their child's erty, rather than taking time to explain why they will not work, might harm, and may also contribute to global resistance? The pressures are real, and we're not superheroes. So in many ways, a study like this is just telling us what we already know. Indeed, a study in 2018 in the JAMA Internal Medicine by Martinez et al. looked at the prescribing of antibiotics for respiratory tract infections in a telehealth service and found that those patients who received an antibiotic script had the highest patient satisfaction scores. So if you're tired, have compassion fatigue, and are looking at the huge queue of patients to come, a happy patient who leaves the clinic quickly is probably something quite desirable. So to return to what I said earlier, yeah, and? This is not telling you anything you do not already know, and it offers no solutions. Which is true. This does not make the queues get shorter, or generate more money for your clinic, or ease the guilt when you feel that you are working too slow. But given that there is no magic wand to fix the current situation, this paper gives me two take-home points after reflection. The first is the importance of considering your own wellness and well-being. This is a good reminder that we are not good doctors when we are pushing burnout, so look after yourselves. Engage with your GP or with support networks. Find resources that can be helpful and prioritise CPD that addresses well-being. Talk to your colleagues your family, and your friends. And the second point is to try to centre yourself on each consultation 
by remembering that the person in front of you has come in for an urgent concern and we should try to give them the care and compassion as if they were your own family. The waiting time and the other pressures do not change the clinical picture of the patient in front of you at that moment. A viral erty does not turn into a bacterial one when the wait hits three hours, or just because a patient expects a certain treatment from you. This may sound obvious, but I do think that carrying the burdens and concerns of a busy and understaffed department into each consultation room only adds to the cognitive load, to the potential to make a mistake, all the while having no benefit on reducing wait times. The best way to work at your peak efficiency and to get the patient out of the room as quickly as possible with the correct management and follow-up plan is to not burden yourselves with concerns that you cannot control. Taking those into the consultation with you will achieve nothing, so as hard as it might be, focusing on that one patient and not letting your mind be clouded by other thoughts and concerns from around your clinic should help. And remember to take your breaks to help rest your brain, as well as keeping hydrated, caffeinated, and avoid hypoglycemia. If need be, find a quiet place to write up your notes and gather your thoughts, and then support your colleagues to do all of these things as well. We cannot magically create more time. And in the words of Gandalf the Grey, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. I'll link it to both papers mentioned in the show notes. They're certainly worth reading. And if you have any comments, questions, corrections or suggestions, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.